Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're going to explore frozen chocolate bananas to help you beat the heat. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I am your host, Marge, and I am so grateful that you're here today listening along, and I really hope that you give this recipe a try because it's easy to do, and it's tasty, and it has been very hot where I am, so why not make something that's not only going to get you high, but cool you off at the same time. Before I get into this week's recipe, though, I did want to mention the community poll that I have been running, and so far I've gotten a number of responses, and I just want to say thank you to those of you who have already taken the time to submit those responses. The insights from those are really interesting, and it really means a lot that you've taken the time to do that. If you haven't already filled out the poll, it's about seven questions, I think, only takes a few minutes, and it's so helpful for me so that I can see what's working, what's not working, what I might need to do to change things in the future, just mix things up a bit. And some of you had some really great ideas. And some of you also confirmed what I was probably already thinking. So that's also helpful as well. But there is a prize in it for you if you take the time to fill out the survey. And like I said, it only takes a handful of minutes, but it is so helpful for me because if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know I am just a small independent podcaster who shows up week after week for you guys because I really enjoy doing this. If there was, if I didn't enjoy doing this, then I probably would have given up. Oh, a hundred episodes ago, I would have to think. But there is something about podcasting that I happen to love it probably helps that I'm a huge podcast consumer as well. I listen to podcasts for the most part. If I'm listening to something, you see me with my headphones in, um, I am listening to a podcast. I do switch to music a lot as well because I like to listen to music while I'm working or um, you know, puttering around my house or different things like that. But actually, to be honest, if I'm cooking or puttering around my house or making edibles in the kitchen, I'm probably actually listening to a podcast as well. And if you're so inclined and you feel like telling me what some of your favorite podcasts are, I would love to hear it because I'm always interested in learning about new podcasts, especially from independents who are folks like me oftentimes who are probably making no money doing it, but are doing it because they really enjoy it. And that doesn't mean that they don't aspire to possibly make money from it one day. I do would fall into that camp because I would love nothing more to be able to do this Uh, almost full-time to support myself as opposed to having to go out into the world to work. Um, Although there are a lot of things I do like about working in a dispensary, so I don't have it too bad. Don't feel too sorry for me. But um, I really do love the medium of the podcast. So if you have any favorites, for me, I could recommend, if you're in Canada, one of the ones I really like is the Cannabis Podcast. And that one's great, run by I think his name's Gary. I should know that. I've been on his show, but he does a great podcast out of 
British Columbia, and he reviews a lot of uh, cultivars that are available on the Canadian market, legal Canadian market, that is. So if you're in Canada, that's a pretty interesting one to listen to, just because he is looking at a lot of those strains that you're going to find in the legal stores. And he does a great job of that. The length of the podcast is very similar to my own, and he also gets into a lot of cannabis news generally not necessarily uh, limited to Canada in that particular instance. And another podcast that I really love is the High on Homegrown podcast. And perhaps I'm going to be a little bit biased because I haven't been listening to that podcast for quite a while. That one is a longer format in part because they break it up into a few different segments, but there's also five guys on that show and they are from all around the world. They focus mostly on growing, but other aspects of cannabis as well. And they're from the UK, Ireland, Canada, and the States. And I've been a guest on that show. And if you go back and listen to some of my spring episodes, I'll link to these in the show notes, but they were on my show as well when we talked about starting an outdoor grow for those of you who are looking to grow your own supplies. You could use it for edibles or smoking or what have you. So they were on the show as well. Now, as I said, I am a little bit biased because if you haven't heard, I know some of you have heard because I've gotten a few emails from some fine folks out there who have acknowledged this fact that the High on Homegrown podcast is going from five members to six on their panel. And that sixth member is none other than me. That's right. Your girl Marge is going to be on the High on Homegrown podcast on a regular basis. How exciting is that? When they asked me, I was really flattered, of course, that they thought of me. But if, I feel like after interacting with them, I do have a grow diary on their forum, Percy's forum. Um, and, you know, I've talked to them a little bit, uh, being on their show and having them on my show. Great, great group of guys that are so welcoming to new growers on their forum or people listening to their, their podcast. They really do have sort of an outlook on life that I feel like is similar to my own. But then they felt they needed perhaps a feminine touch on the podcast. And I'm hoping to provide that for them. And of course, our first episode that aired. Now I'm trying to think of when this will be released. I ha This one isn't too far in advance because I was at the family vacation and I got a little bit behind on things. But in any case, the first episode on which I appeared as part of the panel was very recent. So we'll be already live when this episode comes out, but it went really well. The people who are in the live chat were super welcoming and great group of folks from all over the world. And if you have any interest in growing at all, it's a fantastic place to gain some knowledge, have questions answered, to see what other people are doing, because there's so many different ways you can do it. And sometimes growing can seem pretty intimidating and they really break it down in a fashion that makes you feel like, yes, I can do this too. And I have some plants out in my backyard right now. And I started the soil for the pots uh, quite a while, like maybe a month or two before the growing season started based on the super soil recipe from one of the guys on their, on their Percy's uh, grow room forum. And it's been fantastic. I haven't really had to go out and buy any nutrients this year. And I did take down one autoflower plant already just uh, very recently because it was ready to go. I didn't have to buy any nutrients. I don't have to do anything, but 
There are a whole bunch of different ways to do it and they have answers to your questions and there are no dumb questions. So you can check that out. They stream their um, podcast episodes live every Sunday. If you're in Canada or if you're in, I shouldn't say Canada, if you're in Eastern Standard Time, for me, that's four o'clock. So it just depends on where you are in the world, where when it's going to start. But they live stream it on YouTube and there's a live chat that accompanies that live stream. So that's pretty interesting because you can see people interacting with each other and interacting with the panel. And you can sometimes have questions answered in real time, depending on time and topic matter and what else is going on. And, um, but it's a great format. But if you don't have time or the inclination to tune in on Sundays, they come out afterwards, I believe on the Tuesday following. So you can catch me there too. So I'm really excited about this new opportunity and to further deepen my own knowledge about cannabis from the growing perspective. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's what's been going on for me. Um, There was something else I was going to mention, but I can't remember. Oh, the family vacation. Thanks for asking. It was wonderful. This is nothing. Is there anything better than getting away for a few days with people you really care about where you really have zero responsibilities? How often can you say that? And we just rented a cottage somewhere kind of far away, not too far and just spent some time together as a family. And it was wonderful. And I will say, being the mother of three lovely, independent, strong, young adults is such a game changer. So for any of you parents out there who are struggling with whatever phase your child is going through, it gets better. It does get better. And sometimes there are a lot of things I miss about my kids when they were younger. There's so many things. I have wonderful memories of their childhood and being a mom. But you know, you enter into this new phase in this new relationship and it's really wonderful. It's nice to spend time together as adults and to actually be able to imbibe in things together as well, like, you know, adult beverages and edibles and cannabis and all those things. And it's funny because they are getting to an age. I mean, they're all in their early 20s that my youngest stepdaughter is turning 21 very soon. And we spent a lot of time in the mornings, like doing things like reading and so relaxing you get up and you're reading by the water and very nice. So I am back and ready to take on the world, especially once school starts back up again, because that's sort of that indicator that summer is kind of over, although it's not really, we both know that, but we all know that, but the fall sort of brings on that renewed sense of goals and productivity. So I'm pretty excited for what the fall is going to bring. I am currently also suffering from allergies. So if I sound a little bit stuffed up, I don't feel like I'm too bad right now, but the allergies here where I am have been brutal lately. And I haven't remembered to take my allergy pills, which helps significantly, but not, I wish I just didn't have to deal with it. I mean, that's the real honest truth, but here we are. There's not really much I can do about that. So I'm sorry. I apologize if I sound a little stuffy because it's the allergies. The ragweed is in bloom everywhere. So if you're an allergy sufferer as well, I feel for you because 
definitely not too much fun. Now, as I mentioned, allergy season, but it's also sort of that tail end of the summer. And I find that we are getting the hot, hot weather that we would normally get probably in July. The days here have been 30 plus degrees Celsius, but the humidity has been the killer. It's the humidity. It's so sticky and muggy. And there's probably some of you out there who deal with this kind of weather all the time. And you're like accustomed to it and it's not such a big deal, but you know, in Canada, where I am, when you live in the cold, cold weather for so much of the year, it can be a lot for a lot of people. And of course, there's those who, you know, older folks or those with some health conditions or who don't have access to air conditioning, this hot weather can be really difficult to manage. So this particular recipe this week is one that is really simple to put together because you certainly don't want to spend any more time in the kitchen right now than you have to. I mean, that's why I barbecue so much in the summer because it gets me out of the kitchen and outside and feels like less hands-on time and not as much hot burners and ovens running in my kitchen. But this recipe is simple and easy and it's frozen. So when you do get to enjoy it, you can cool off a little bit as you enjoy it. And it's chocolate banana treats. And the reason I chose this one is because I I was on the Ardent website, Ardent Cannabis, and they are a new um, affiliate that I'm working with. And I'm really excited about it because they make a decarboxylator that is incredible because you can decarb up to two ounces at a time. And it's so easy to run. If you want to do big batches, you can like run your one batch, take the stuff out, do another one. It's super, super easy. But the main thing is that it doesn't smell. There's very, very little smell. And I live in a house where, you know, my husband will put up with the shit that I do, but he often doesn't really enjoy it that much. Like I do have some weed drying out my garage right now. It's not even a very big plant, but it does make the garage smell like the lovely fragrance of cannabis, something I love, but something he's not too crazy about. And I also happen to have, you know, tenants in our house because we have a a basement apartment and Nobody's ever really said anything. I think one tenant one time did say something like, are you baking something? Because it smells pretty strong because the decarb process, if you've done it at any point, you know how smelly it can really be. And depending on where you live, that may or may not be a good thing. So, and, and like for me, of course, cannabis is legal. I don't have to worry about anybody coming to my door and saying like, what the hell's going on in here? But not all of us are so fortunate right now. So this device can really be a game changer. And I've really been enjoying using mine because you can actually use it to do some infusions and stuff too. I'm hoping to come out with some videos that do some uh, comparisons between the, some of the different devices on the market. Um, at least the, the two that I've been using mostly and, uh, and the sous vide as well. So stay tuned for that. Not sure when I'm going to get around to that, but something I am planning on doing because I'm sure some of you might have questions about like, how do you choose? How do you choose? That's always a question because these devices granted aren't cheap. And I know if you're anything like me, you work hard for your money and sometimes it can be painful to part with it, especially if it's not something you're going to get the value out of that you are hoping to get. So the Ardent, I have been really enjoying, and they had this recipe on their website, and I am hoping to do a series of recipes from their website, but don't fret. If you don't own one of these devices, you can still participate. It's going. These are all recipes that you can make with or without an Ardent device. 
So the chocolate banana treats are fantastic and they're so easy. And you can easily make a bigger batch if you want. That's what the other thing it's. And so the only thing you need, you really need is a banana. If you're going to do a single batch, you could always do more batches and then you just increase the number of bananas, uh, an infused oil and three tablespoons of bitter, bittersweet chocolate chips. Now there's the option of having things like coconut flakes or hemp hearts or cacao nibs for like an additional topping, but that's not necessary. So if you don't have them on hand, don't feel like you have to go out. Or maybe there's something else that you like, that you think you might like better. Cause I just was thinking, what if you put something a little spicy on that chocolate? As someone who really enjoys spice, that could be quite nice as well. So the sky's the limit, you guys. You can do whatever strikes your fancy in the moment. And you could probably even do a few different ones if you wanted. I don't think I did that when I made this, but I just used the hemp parts myself because I just like using a hemp-related product with my infused treats. But what you're going to do first is you're going to get out your tray, just a baking tray, and you're going to line it with parchment paper or something to that effect to make cleanup super easy. And I really liked this tip that they gave on the article on the website, which was be sure that tray fits in the in your freezer. And you know what? That is a wonderful little point to make note of because I have done that before where you get out something and it says, make your tray or whatever. And then you go to try and put it in your freezer. And you're like, well, fuck if there isn't no room inside this place. And then you're trying to scramble to do whatever, make room and move shit around and it's a disaster. So yeah, if you just take two seconds to make sure that tray will fit inside your freezer, then you're all good. And then you're going to basically get a double broiler and you're going to fill the bottom with water, have the bowl or the pot or whatever on the top and turn it down to about medium heat. And you're going to melt your your bittersweet chocolate chips with a little bit of that cannabis oil or infused oil that you're using. Um, and it could be, I mean, it could be because you're melting it. You could use coconut oil. You could use, technically you could use butter, olive oil, MCT oil. Any of those things would work for these purposes. You could even maybe inf- melt a little bit of infused chocolate if you're looking for another way to increase your potency in a, in if you're looking for a way to increase potency, but I digress. You're going to melt that gently over medium heat. And while that's happening, you're going to cut the bananas up into one inch pieces. Once that's melted, I kind of left it in the pot. I removed it from the heat and removed the double boiler part, the double part, I guess. And it does say to put the bananas in the bowl, but I think I dipped mine. I took some a fork and just dipped it in and then put it on the tray with the parchment paper. And then I sprinkled on a little bit of my, my toppings uh, from there. And that's pretty much it. You pop them in the freezer, let them freeze. I can take, you know, an hour or two or something like that. You just come back later and then you can take them off the tray and put them in a a freezer bag or a dish or whatever it is you want to put them in. You should keep them in the freezer or the fridge because otherwise that chocolate is going to get gooey and melt on you. Way too hot out right now, even though I do have AC. We do generally turn our AC on to cut the humidity, but not necessarily make it freezing in here because that drives me crazy. I have worked in many places where it's really hot outside, but you're inside shivering in a a sweater and I just, I can't stand that kind of thing. But again, I digress. I'm feeling chatty today. What's the deal? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you're just going to take them out and put them 
put them on uh, in some kind of storage container or a vessel or what have you definitely are not going to survive the heat. And that's it. You want to make an extra banana or two so you have extra in your freezer because I love having edibles in my freezer so that, you know, sometimes I make stuff. I When I went to the cottage, I had caramels to bring. I had muffins uh, in the freezer. I had other candies in the back of my fridge. I had a bunch of stuff that I was able to bring and share. But it's just nice to have things in the freezer because then when you're like, you know what, I feel like this today or I feel like that, then you have something within easy reach and you don't have to feel like you have to go and make something or what have you. So that was uh, that was a great recipe and they taste wonderful, of course. I mean, you could probably also experiment with different types of chocolate. I thought the bittersweet was quite nice, but maybe you could do a dark chocolate. You could do white. Cho- oh God, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit delicious, easy, pretty healthy too, when you think about it. I mean, it's depending on the type of chocolate. If you want to make them like really healthy, just substitute maybe some even darker chocolate. Um, But yeah, these are easy, healthy, simple, fast, and they get the job done. That teaspoon of, of infused oil as well, like I said, if you're looking to increase potency, you could probably just increase a little bit of the oil that you're using. And again, if you want to add infused chocolate, I mean, I, they sell all kinds of infused chocolates at my dispensary. You can just pick one of those up for an additional, although you know what, if you have your own infused chocolate, that's always better. But, but yeah, you can always fool around with that as well. So I hope you give this a try. Let me know what you think of it. If you have any other frozen treats that you would like to see. And if you have any favorite podcasts, because I would love to potentially take a listen or just share them with people because I'm sure you're listening to this because you're like me and you enjoy listening to podcasts too. And there's so many wonderful podcasts out there by people who are small independent podcasters, like I said, like myself, who aren't necessarily on the top charts on Spotify or Apple or what have you because they're just not big enough and yet they're creating really great content that is very share worthy. So hit me up at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com or leave me a voice message. And don't forget the community poll. If you're so inclined, it would really mean a lot to me. And I think that's it for this week, my friends. Stay cool. And of course, stay high. Welcome to... Shit. In this episode, we do chocolate... Ah, fuck.